What we found is that students that sometimes have struggled to be a leader in their classroom academically, they're gamers. And they can be a leader from the Minecraft side of things, and that connects them to the content in a way that they weren't before. While it may be tempting to simply install Minecraft on student devices and start playing, there is a smarter and more effective way to get started. When you combine a strong rollout plan with meaningful professional learning and a roadmap on how to move forward, Minecraft becomes, in my mind, the most powerful tool for teaching and learning that exists. Cherokee County School District stands out to me as a model for how to do it right. So when we come back, our conversation with Mary Hoffmeister. Welcome back to the podcast. Mary Hoffmeister is an instructional technology specialist at Cherokee County School District in Georgia. She's an MIE expert and MIE fellow and a global Minecraft mentor. Welcome to the podcast, Mary. Thank you, Mike. So tell us a little bit about your school district. Does it have a history of adopting new technology and games-based learning solutions? Or was Minecraft something completely new to them? So the Cherokee County School District is just north of Atlanta, Georgia. So we're in a suburban district in Atlanta. Um, And we have 40 different school sites and centers. We have 4,800 employees and a little more than 42,200 students. And we have had a long history of working with technology and adopting new technologies. But really, Minecraft was our first true game-based learning solution of the magnitude that Minecraft became for us. We had not Mm -hmm. looked at a lot of um, game-based solutions in the past that were as all-encompassing as Minecraft kind of became for us. So it it was pretty, it was a pretty new endeavor for us to look at game-based learning. So, and and what that was going to look like for us. So Mary, convince me why Minecraft. So when we looked at the why Minecraft question, what we really strove as a district, and you'll hear our chief information officer say frequently that we didn't want for parents or administrators to think that students were just coming to school and playing a game. That's right. Because that's that's a common concern when you talk about Minecraft across the board with stakeholders is they they can play games at home. Why are they coming to school and playing this same game? Because for... So we had to be very strategic in how we shared the differences between Minecraft Education Edition and the Consumer Edition of Minecraft. Um, and we started, like our, our chief information officer started that at the top. He started that with um, the superintendent and the cabinet staff, why Minecraft could be such a powerful tool for teaching and learning. And he started with the differences between the Consumer Edition and the Home Edition and focused a lot on the safety of it, that students were only and in our tenant, they can only connect within our tenant mm-hmm. and they can only connect on the same Wi-Fi. And those were all key components of from a safety and security standpoint of getting it approved. But then we really looked at the curriculum and it's always we've always said that Minecraft is a tool that can be used to teach the standards. It is not the only tool that can be used for the standards. So we viewed it just like we view any other t- instructional technology tool in that teachers can use it 
if it fits the standard. As we looked at that, we started with a small pilot. That was our initial phase. So we started with a small pilot of a few classrooms. And actually, at that point, I was a classroom teacher and was a classroom teacher in that pilot. Hmm. And in that pilot, um, only the... um, that that teacher and the students that were selected as a part of the pilot were able to participate and use Minecraft in the school at that time. And we did some some data collection and looked at how Minecraft made an impact on student learning and what that looked like and made sure that, you know, the safety and security things that we had heard were actually going to be accurate and work within our environment and what that looked like for us. After that small pilot, we had a lot of success and a lot of excited parents, engaged students, um, and we had some really great academic successes with students that may not have been successful in a traditional um, learning environment in the past. Those students, what we found and continue to find is that students that sometimes have struggled to be a leader in their classroom academically, they're gamers. And they can be a leader mm. with from the Minecraft side of things, and that connects them to the content in a way that they weren't before. Um, after that, we went on to what I would call our phase two. And our phase two was we opened up training to any teachers that were interested. So Mary, your district decides to take on Minecraft and use it in their classrooms. What happens next? Uh, I'd love to talk about the process of actually getting Minecraft into the hands of students and teachers. Um, In my mind, implementation has to be accompanied by professional learning. Um, So talk to us about how you rolled out, you know, the software and then how you built capacity with educators so they could use it effectively in their classes. Well, Mike, you're absolutely correct. And that was something that our chief information officer, um, Bobby Blunt, and our superintendent, Dr. Brian Hightower, felt very strongly about was that anything that we did with Minecraft needed to be accompanied by some really strong professional development and training for teachers on exactly what our Cherokee County expectations for Minecraft use were going to be. Because we wanted to make sure that teachers knew that it was a tool to support the curriculum, that it wasn't going going to be used as like a as, as a playtime tool or a recess tool or something like that. And so we made sure that in that first year of the pilot, all teachers, or the second year of the pilot when we expanded it, that all teachers that were to use Minecraft in their classroom were actually, had gone through a three-hour training course on Minecraft Basics and Education Edition and using it in the classroom and using it appropriately in the classroom. That three-hour training included an introduction to, I mean, even as simple as this is how you move your um, character and how you place blocks to these are some sample lessons and ideas of how you can use it in your classroom. And then from there, we partnered with the Minecraft education team to offer what was called a MAP program or the Minecraft Assistance Program or Member Assistance Program. And that program allowed our teachers to have two-day Minecraft academies. And we had um, NCCE professional learning specialists that came in and conducted those trainings with our teachers and really expanded their knowledge. As a part of that program, we have even continued to offer professional development on coding and programming 
programming um, in Minecraft with teachers, and those were also two-day academies. And through all of that, we have really trained about 300 teachers um, on Minecraft um, in the classroom. Wow. And this next year, we have now opened it up, and we are going to offer the um, three-hour basics class as a self-directed, um, badge-oriented course where they can go through online, and they can get those basics and begin using Minecraft in their classroom from there. Because we still feel, even though it's been much more saturated across our district, and we feel like teachers know that the expectation is there that you use it as a curricular tool, we also want to make sure that we're offering teachers support, because for a lot of our teachers, Minecraft is not something that they have ever done before. So even just the basics of gameplay are something that they need support with. So even though it's something that your teachers had never done before, what was the uptake like? Like how was the reception towards Minecraft? I'm sure that there were teachers that were really excited about the idea of using it in their classroom. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you had those that you knew, like they had been gamers and this was like the opportunity they'd been waiting on since they began teaching was something where they could embed a tool like Minecraft in their educational practice. But then you had the teachers that were like, I I've seen my kid play it or I I've never played a game like this ever. Um, and what is that going to look like in my classroom? And that was where we really had to kind of step back and we had to let teachers know that it was okay okay to learn it along with their students, that it was okay to learn from their students um, because, and I said a million times in training that you don't have to be the expert on everything in Minecraft. As long as you are the expert in the learning activity in Minecraft, the students will figure out how to make it work. That for some of our teachers was the hardest thing because that was a level of control that teachers are used to having. You know, you know what's going on in your classroom mm -hmm. and all of that. But our teachers did a phenomenal job. And I remember in one of our trainings, we had a teacher who, I mean, she could not, I mean, pressing W to move forward was just not happening. And she was, it was one of those, like, she was reaching <laughs> this frustration point. And so we always kind of mix that in. We do a little bit of practice in Minecraft, and then we talk about some curriculum. And when we talked about writing in Minecraft for her, when the use of the, um, different tools like the boards and the NPCs to add a rich writing experience and using the portfolio to document a journey. It changed her entire outlook because all of a sudden she saw this world of possibilities. So I think that has been the key to our professional development is that we mix it all in um, because you've got to have a little bit of those basics, but you can't have so much of this is how you play Minecraft to people that, that they're not native gamers that you forget that that curricular thing, if they don't get sold on how it can be used in their classroom, they're not going to use it. Anyone who's ever worked with me in a professional learning opportunity with Minecraft has heard me say that I think Minecraft is the most powerful tool for teaching and learning that exists. And I always then say my next sentence is, I might not convince you this morning, and I might not convince you a couple hours from now, but if we're doing, let's say, a two-day session or something like that, I'll say, by the time I'm done with you, you will be convinced. And and I love saying that because there's always someone who doesn't believe me, and then there's always something that gets them. And I love your story about that teacher because in my mind, there's always something. And it's 
It could be boards and signs. It could be the book and quill. It could be the camera and the portfolio. It could be immersive reader. It could be coding. Mm -hmm. It could be redstone. But, you know, it could be NPCs. But all of a sudden, boom, it hits them and the light goes off in their head and they get it. And I think that that is what's so exciting about Minecraft. And I'm sure you could tell us tons more stories of teachers that were like waiting to be convinced. Absolutely. Right? Well, like they sit there and they're like, okay, show me. Like, uh, this is right. my, like, I have to be here. I'm not happy about it. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to convince me, but. And I'm like, you walked into my trap. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the amazing part about Minecraft, and I think that you hit that nail on the head, is that it's adaptable to all subject areas. It's adaptable to all ages of learners. And it really is a transformative tool for engaging students. It's a transformative tool for giving kids an avenue for success that may not have had that avenue in the past. And that, for me, is probably the biggest power of Minecraft. When I watch those students that have struggled to find their voice in the classroom they've struggled to find where they have that that strength because maybe they're not the most academic and maybe they're a little rowdy um but they see minecraft as a tool that they can use to show what they know and wow when they show what they know they know a lot more than they let on on paper and pencil so mary What's next for Cherokee? You have it installed. You have teachers that are using it. You have uh, students and teachers that are really excited. Where are you taking it from here? So from here, our focus is going to be on building some really strong curriculum tied or curricular tie-ins with Minecraft using our state and local standards. So making sure that our teachers have a rich repository of ideas to pull from for Minecraft activities. So we've done that through a couple of different ways. We're doing a, um, we've got a self-directed badging program where teachers have the opportunity to complete different things to earn badges. And one of those badges is a Minecraft Master Badge. Badge. And in order to earn that badge, teachers just need to submit their um, a lesson plan idea on a format that we've set up. And we're going to put that in a repository to share across the district. And then we're going to continue to mm -hmm. explore in particular the um, avenues for computer science and coding in Minecraft because Georgia has new computer science standards that are rolling out um, across the state. And so we know that we've got schools and teachers that are going to be thirsty for what tools that we have, the existing tools we have that can meet those standards. And we're very excited about the um, computer science um, uh, lessons that Minecraft offers because they really do match up with those computer science less, um, standards that we are um, now tasked to meet for our students. That's really exciting. Um, it's clear that you went through a thoughtful process you did meaningful professional learning and you have a plan on how to move forward and mary we can't wait to see what cherokee does from here thank you so much for joining us on the podcast thanks mike i appreciate it did you know that if you go to education.minecraft.net and look under class resources there is a whole world of training opportunities for educators looking to learn more about using Minecraft in their classroom. Standards aligned lessons, 
self-paced classes, tech support, and even this podcast can all be discovered on education.minecraft.net. Join the Minecraft Education Challenge. This virtual build challenge invites students around the world to learn about issues related to sustainability and inclusion, then design solutions with Minecraft Education Edition. You can create your own prompt that invites students to address a local issue impacting your school, community, or region. This could be something like designing a more accessible version of your classroom in Minecraft. Think about people with different learning styles and disabilities, so the space is a safe and inspiring environment for everyone to be healthy. Or build a more sustainable version of your school in Minecraft. Consider a holistic definition of sustainability, which may involve rethinking energy systems, recycling, transportation, and how nature plays a role. Share progress and stories of your challenge experience via Twitter and Facebook. And tag us using our Twitter handle, at PlaycraftLearn, and the hashtag, Minecraft Challenge. And then post your results on the Minecraft Challenge Flipgrid page. We've added a link to that page in the show notes. We're so excited to see what you build. Thanks for listening to the Minecraft Education Edition podcast. My name is Mike Washburn. This podcast is produced by Participate, where the world learns together. Find out more at participate.com. You want to get in touch with us? Check out our website at education.minecraft.net. Connect with Minecraft Education Edition on Twitter at PlaycraftLearn. You can connect with me directly at Mr. Washburn. If you're enjoying the show and think others would too, we would be thrilled if you shared it with them. Please leave us a rating or review in Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. When you leave a rating, it gives our rankings a boost, and this helps others to discover the show. Thanks for listening, stay awesome, and we'll see you soon.